All right, ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome you to a brand new episode of SCAR with Dustin Rivenbark. And SCAR stands for Seeking Courage and Redemption. And we have a great episode lined up for you today. Uh, we have a great guest lined up for you today. But before we get into all of that, let's kind of uncover sort of the why are we here, so to speak. And we're here to work out our trials, our tribulations, our hardships in such a way that we can begin to unfold God's plan and purpose for our lives. Now, you may be thinking, that's nice and all, Dustin, but why do I need to listen to Scar? And the truth is, we all have stuff. We all have issues. We all have hardships. It's not when trouble, I mean, it's not if troubles come, but it's when troubles come. And so that's the reason you need to be listening to Scar is because we all need a safe place that we can come together and realize that we are not alone in the struggle. We are not alone in this hardship of life. But in fact, God is doing great, great things through people just like yourself who experience hardships and trials of various kinds. And without further ado, I want to introduce um, Miss Ashley Pittman to the show. Can you say hello, Miss Ashley? Hello, hello, Dustin. Thank you for having me today. Absolutely. We are honored. So, Ashley is from Indianapolis, correct? Yes. Yes. Correct. Thanks to technology, ladies and gentlemen, we can connect with people uh, all over the world. Praise God. So, um, I am super excited about Ashley, about her journey, her testimony. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, Ashley? Absolutely. Um, so, first of all, I am a best-selling author, I'm a speaker, and now I'm a pregnancy loss and writing mentor, and I actually help women, um, oh goodness, gosh, I give women the roadmap to be able to overcome the heartache after pregnancy loss, so they can now have to be empowered and inspire others with their story. And I do that through, like I said, mentorship, one-on-one coaching, um, and, and speaking, speaking um, through speaking engagements. All right. So now with pregnancy loss and all of that, that this can be, this is a story that's uh, near and dear to my heart. A lot, uh, Most of my listeners know that my wife and I, uh, a few years back faced um, uh, the loss of our daughter Callie Grace and all of that. Tell us tell us what kind of brought you here to this point, Ashley. Oh man, that's in the fact that I'm even here and able to even share my story of pregnancy loss is a miracle because oh, I used to think <laughs> I used to think that I would ever get to the point to be able to tell my story of yeah. losing my twins um, and still be okay. Um, but I'm here. I am so, here now so you lost a a um um twins yeah and so so you kind of experienced um i i guess uh a, a hardship a double dose if you if you will and so that's um that's that's really hard ashley tell us tell us a little bit about that yeah so i was close to seven months of pregnancy um with twins a boy and a girl um, when I went before I went into preterm labor, went into preterm labor and it was too late to try to even stop the labor. So I had to give birth. And shortly after I lost both of my son and daughter, um, maybe five to 10 minutes after 
coming into the world. Um, mm-hmm. And as you can imagine, that was very hard and difficult to, to make a threat at a young age. I was 23 when it all happened. You know, and, and when you're going through that, um, what, what, and I hate to dig a little bit, but, but that's kind of what we, what we want to do is, is what were you feeling emotionally during that time, Ashley? Oh God, yes. Um, I remember feeling numb. Yeah. <laughs> I remember feeling like this is not my life. This is not happening. I was in denial and in shock for a very long time. Um, but I eventually came through that part and then went into a strong, I want to say, phase of depression okay. and anxiety. Um, I remember I would have, I had anxiety so bad that every time, every anniversary that of the twins, which their anniversary is 12-9, um, my body will automatically go through the emotions like I just, like I just lost them. Yeah. As far as, you know, the emotional up and down, the anxiety, the panic attacks, I mean, I will go through all of that. Um, and it got to the point to where it became so bad that it began to really strain my relationship with my husband. So did you guys see this coming? Did y'all know anything was, was going awry at the time? Mm-mm. No? No. Everything no. was great. Everything was going very well. And it was weird because when I, the morning that it all happened, um, I li- literally woke up and I was having like, I want to say, they, I thought they were like ligament pains, stretching pregnancy pains, what I thought. Um, so I didn't really think it was a, a big deal. I just kind of took it easy. Um, and then as the morning kept progressing, it began to get become more, you know, prominent. The pain became more prominent. Um, but before that, no, we had no, nothing, nothing. We had no warning signals, nothing um, that anything was going wrong. And then really, honestly, when you're pregnant with twins, there's always a possibility that you're going to deliver early anyway. Yes. But I, I was almost seven months. So I wasn't even like, you know, at the end of my third trimester you know I wasn't even close to that so the fact that I went into preterm labor was a shocker yes absolute shocker now now how did the people around you respond during this time including your including your of course your close family and and your husband how did how did how did everybody just uh how did everybody respond to that that's the thank you for that question. And you know, not a lot of people ask that question. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not a lot of people ask that question because at the beginning, you know, everybody's there and supportive. Um, but after the memorial service services, yeah. that's when everybody kind of go about their life, you know, and that, that quietness becomes loud. I call it the silence becomes loud. Yes. Because then you see who's like really there. And at yeah. that time, we just found me and my husband it was just us in a house that we had just bought expecting twins. Mm. So we, we had this big four bedroom, three bath home expecting twins. And we go to the hospital and come back babyless, empty wow. arms, room, room for twins. And I'm just like, we had this big old house with empty, empty arms. Man. So to answer your question, they were there at, you know, when, it, when everything hit the fan. Yes. No, but as it the dust settled, everybody kind of went on about their way. <laughs> you know, and and so I absolutely I've recognized some of that in our in our own way as well, and uh, uh, a lot of dark nights and and yes. and hard nights, and I just uh, you wrote uh, I can breathe again, and you wrote a complimentary book, Don't Struggle in Silence. That silence that you're talking about. Um, did that kind of spawn this idea maybe, or, or how yes. did that, how did that kind of come to fruition? 
it came after I Can Breathe Again because yeah. after I published I Can Breathe Again and I began to speak on stages, I began to get feedback of, um, I'm not struggling anymore because of your story. I can now be open enough and strong enough to share my story. Yes. And I, I struggled in silence for a very long mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it did come from when I would be home even with my husband, it, the silence would become so loud. You know, it became loud. And so I began, I, I, I came up with the mission of Don't Struggle in Silence because I know so many women and families and husbands are struggling in silence and think that they are alone on this journey. Uh, and and with pregnancy loss, it, it, it's kind of a taboo topic. Absolutely. You know? And a lot of people, what I got a lot when we lost the twins was oh you can have more or they're in a better place you know things like that that was kind of insensitive to me they didn't mean it to be insensitive yeah but i'm like i want my i want my twins i want my twins yes yeah i want my twins the ones that i just given birth to yeah i still have you know what you call it the the aftermath you know the pregnancy loss you know the pregnancy body like my, my body is acting as if i had just given birth to babies that are still here but I don't. But I still have all of that reminder that I've just given birth, but yet my arms are empty. So, you know, that's yeah. so huge, Ashley, because there, there's no real silver bullet that you could give somebody. There's no real answer. One of the worst is, oh, I guess God just needed another angel. And it's yes. like, well, not mine. You, you, you know, and, and then also on top of that with with women. Uh, also, there's I mean, it's it's biblical for for women to produce. And, and yes. so I think I think when you run into a hardship like that, you almost feel inadequate. You almost uh-huh. feel uh, a, a very deep sense of um, of not enough, I guess you could say. And, and yeah. so you said it put a strain on your relationship with your husband. Can you talk about that a little bit? Absolutely. So again, at the beginning, we were, so I thought, grieving together, you know. But then it became to a point where he was trying to move forward, trying to be strong for me, trying to be my backbone. Um, But I feel like my weight, my heaviness, my sorrow, my grief became extremely heavy for him. Um, And I remember we was at dinner one night. He said, are you ever going to be happy again? Wow. And I looked at him and I said, I don't know. And at that time, I did not know Dustin. I'm like, I don't know what is going to make me happy again, except for I want my kids back. Right. Um, And so I feel like at that moment is when I can just literally feel the the rope begin to thin. You know, the strain was like, bam, there it is. I feel like that's what broke it. And so then my depression became stronger and he began to work more. Uh, work more, and then it eventually led to infidelity. Mm, yes, you know, I could, I could kind of see how that could come with with my wife. I, I want to say when we went through that uh, as a man, um, and I was also into ministry, and and my first year of ministry, uh, I'm not gonna say that I healed faster. I'm gonna say that. That maybe um, I got up quicker. I don't even know if that's the right terminology, Ashley, but yeah. but I kind of felt that, and I almost put a pressure. I did put a pressure on my wife of, um, you know, when are you going to get over this? And and like uh, I can remember going to um, a pastor at that time. He 
he he had preached a sermon about it's time to get up. Moses is dead, you know, and and yeah. so uh, it's time to get up. And I went up to him afterwards and I thanked him for that word, and uh, and and said, you know, my wife needed to hear that. And he stopped me. He said, he said, Dustin, your wife is grieving. He said that message was not meant for her. You need to back off of her a little bit. Wow. And and so right then and there, it was an eye opener to me of, wow, like, like, you know, men really are from Mars and women really are from Venus, you know. And so, uh, uh, you, you know, we we handle things different and not just men and women. I mean, individuals handle yes. things differently across the board. Absolutely. And and so. Absolutely. And so when y'all were when y'all were moving, how did how did you begin to to restore or did you restore that? We did. Oh, Dustin, yes, we did. <laughs> okay. <All laughs> we, um, this past June, we celebrated our twentieth year of being together. Praise um, God. And then in November, this November, it would be our tenth anniversary to being married, and so. When I say restoring, oh my God, it was some work. <laughs> okay. Well, but, um, you, you know, how did you begin to, to restore that re- relationship? Again, yeah. people people may be listening to this who are uh, on outs right now and not sure about uh, how their marriage is going to work out or, or uh, they may be struggling or facing something along these lines or something very similar where infidelity yeah. has crept in. What advice yeah. could you give them? Yes, absolutely. Um, first, I was what worked for us. We did marriage counseling, and um, at first, my husband was against it. He was like, "Oh, I don't want to do all that. Nobody needs to, you know, know our business and all that stuff, sure. you know, stuff." So, but it got to a point where it was either me or some or a solution, um, and. <laughs> we, he compromised and he said, I want to move forward. I want us to, to um, at the time we had my oldest, who's now nine. So we were able to have more children. Um, but we had, we had, um, we had my, my, my then my now nine year old, but he was probably maybe two, two okay. or three or so. Um, anyway, so he said, I, I want to create a better, um, what you want to call it? So I want to be different than what I, how I was brought up. Sure. So we began marriage counseling, and what we learned that was so important in marriage counseling was communicating, mm-hmm. um, and really, really communicating and listening to one, one another. And I would say that is where the you know restoring our foundation begins. Um, and once we were able to communicate to each other and receive each other and not talk at each other, it just kind of began to to work it began to feel better it began to feel right I, I could be I, the trust began to take place because then I knew that he was all in and not halfway in that's huge so it, yeah it took it took a long time it, it did it took time it took dating one another again to truly begin to build the trust um and when I so when I got to that point Dustin it was huge for me because I yeah. didn't think that I would get to that point again um but now he is my best friend. And that is think, awesome. <laughs> he put 110% in into where we are now. Like, it's absolutely amazing. I'm glad I did not give up. And let me tell yes. you what's, what's so magical about this is when I literally had my foot ready to completely walk away, my daughter that passed away came to me in a dream. 
Dustin mm. came to me in a dream. I remember I wrote it. I wrote this in my first book, and she said, "Mommy, don't leave Daddy." Wow. And I was like, waking up like what? <laughs> I just. Wow, I just want to reach out and hug you right now. Like, that is that is amazing. Um, so, yeah, so really my faith walk and my daughter literally saying, Mommy, don't do this. And and now, now, now where we are today, I wouldn't have never ever dreamed of being where we are today wow. back then. Praise God. <laughs> and so, you know, that is really an amazing story, amazing testimony. And I know that can't even hardly begin to scrape the surface of what all was happening and yes. and going on in between and, and moving through that. But in that hardship, in all of that, and walking through that, Ashley, kind of kind of take me out of the darkness, maybe maybe into the light a little bit, and where you finally decided women need to know about this. People need to people need to know about this. And and how did I can breathe again? Like what did what was it that said this has got to get out there? Yep. So it wasn't God. The day that my daughter took her last breath on my chest, I heard God whisper to me, whisper, you will have to tell your story. Wow. I'm like, okay, I heard it. Whatever. Wow. But over the years, as I was going through the depression, all of the emotional issues I was facing, um, I kept hearing, you need to write this book. You need to write this. I'm like, I, I'm still struggling. I'm yeah. still, yeah. I, I can't write this book. I, I, I'm going to help somebody else, but I can't help myself. Like, my, my <laughs> words are choked out by the silence right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it was, I remember I would pray every night, Dustin, about just delivering me of the heartache. Just deliver me of the heartache. Um, so then it's funny we're even on this, this, this podcast today because I just found another one of my journals where at the time I would journal how I was feeling, what I was going through. And believe it or not, after I lost the twins, I've had six or five miscarriages since then. Wow. Okay. Yeah. In between my kids now. So I found this journal last night, this new journal, um, to where I would journal how I was feeling, what I was doing to get through it. Um, and so so then, in 2017, God finally delivered me of that heartache. Okay. Okay. So what? So it went from me journaling all over the years to me praying every single night, really st- still being faithful to God deliver me on 12-5-2017. Okay. So I have to know. I I have to be taken through that. You got to tell me. Tell me what happened. <laughs> oh, which one? On 12. On, Yes. Oh, I'm about to walk you right Okay, through. okay. Exactly All right. what happened. So, on 12-5-17, um, actually a few days before, I had a co-worker give me an angel that had the twins' name engraved on it. Nice. Right? It was yes. so special. Yes. It was four days, probably, yeah, about four, four to five days before the twins' anniversary. It moved my heart. Mm-hmm. And I say that because this is a part of my framework where I mentor women of celebrating and honoring your baby, honoring, you know, the, the, the baby that, that passed away. Yeah. So she gave me that angel. Well, on December the 5th, that night, I was laying in bed, and I thought I was having a panic attack. I was like, oh, God, here we go again. So as I was laying there, I began to feel something lift up off of me. Wow. Okay? I'm telling you, this is exactly what happened. I'm not making this up, I promise. <laughs> so I thought, I'm like, oh, my God. I said, what is this? And do you know, in that moment when I began to question what this is, I began 
began to feel lighter and I feel like something had lifted off of my chest. Praise God. And I began to take a deep breath as if literally something was lifting up off of me, lifting up off of me, allowing me to have air again. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I promise you. So then oh I began to goodness. cry, right? I began to cry. And the tears I was falling from my eyes onto my chest was warm. Wow. Warm tears I have never felt before. And there were healing tears, healing tears. And then in that moment, God said, you can now write your book. It is time to move forward. And in that instant, I knew what the title was. I could breathe again. Man, that sent chills down my spine. That was beautiful. (laughs) Like, God is so good. God is so good, Ashley. (laughs) So how how long did it take you to take what you felt and and actually get it down into where you could explain it, talk about it, write about it. How long did it take to form I Can Breathe Again? Yeah, so I remember the next day I cannot believe what I was feeling. So, right. I, you know, ironically, I began to search for that pain. I'm like, I don't feel that pain anymore. Where's it at? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I didn't feel it anymore. Yeah. So, um, so I was I, comfortable I, in the chaos. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so it was December 5th uh, when that happened. The next day, um, I just prayed about a publisher, somebody that can help me get get it going, you know. And I remember saying a prayer that next day I found the publisher. Actually, she actually found me probably two days later. We talked. We had a meeting. I told her my vision and what I wanted to do. Um, in January, I began the production of Writing My Story. Mm-hmm. That January, which was 2018. Um, and it took from January to May to write my full story, and then beginning. Uh, then I started the, the whole editing process. Wow. Um, so from January 2018, I released March 2019. Okay. So yeah, a little over a year. Wow. A year. So so that's a lot of hard work and a lot of thought and and effort put into that. And and so. Where are you directing this? Is this is this mainly women for women, or is this for uh, uh, marriages, or is this uh, for men as well? How how is this book wired? This book is wired. It was mainly for women. Gotcha. Um, you know, but but but, but ironically, I have many book sales from men. Okay. For other people yep. that they know have experienced it and even as i still go on this journey i'm having more men interaction with this wow um, and i think it's phenomenal like i'm so excited and so i've had worked with a few organizations hospital organizations already um where we are actually putting my book out in like bookstores or throughout the hospital or the grieving supports um that they have throughout the hospitals um so we are truly truly trying to put this book wherever who needs it because now now it's not just towards women now it's you know in marriages you know right, right. are married men and women at this point but my whole goal was initially was women until men begin to speak out and say hey i know this person or my wife could really use this book and i'm like wow so now it's becoming more open um that's it really is you know um i i also think a great um 
just a great Bible study spinoff of it from it would be um, really great. I know, I know, like my wife, uh, she counsels uh, women uh, with pregnancy loss and stuff like that as well, and she um, counsels for uh, uh, Wiregrass Hope, and they and they do. Um, uh, pregnancy loss and, and all of that, and they do Bible studies. I know a lot of people nationwide um, that are really struggling with this very same topic, and it is a um, it is a it is a hard road to navigate. You said it earlier when you when you basically said it's taboo. I mean, it, it's like it's like the it's it's like the forbidden topic that that nobody really wants to touch. But my goodness, is it so necessary? And, Absolutely. And, and your story of, of God's provision during that and, and lifting that pain and burden uh, off of you and getting that into book form, that took a lot of courage. Um, that, that, that took a lot of, uh, just, just a lot of courage to get that pushed out there. And, and where do you find yourself uh, talking about this? You said you, you've spoken on stages um, um, where are, are, are you trying to do conferences or do you do churches? Where, where, do, where do you find that really, um, prevalent? Uh, probably, I, I've really been in like the, the medical field. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can see I've that. So far I've been, that's where I have been just now. Um, but the more I connect with other people, the, the more I see the gap to where I'm needed to where this work is needed. Um, so I have not been in churches as much, especially now with COVID going on. Of oh, course, yeah. But, yes, yes. Um, I'm, I'm very open to the conferences and, and churches. I'm very open to whoever needs me and where God sends me because that's where I, I, I allow him to lead me where I need it. Yes. Now, tell me about Don't Struggle in Silence, the book, the, the complimentary book. Tell me about that one and how that sort of formed after I Can Breathe Again. Again, it, it, it's kind of piggyback off of my first book. When I begin to, I began to get so many responses of women when I would be on, um, I've been on several stages sharing my story, and they would say, "Oh, Ashley, thank you for allowing me to feel like I'm not alone. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for bringing me hope." That has been the biggest thing that I have heard thus far is, "Thank you for giving me hope that I can move forward." So then I'm like, I can put a book together. Where other women can tell their story, yes. um, and that's and it's, it's six amazing women sharing their story. Man, that is so beautiful, and we have ran into so many people uh, who are like, "Wow, your story! Uh, it brings hope, and 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 all of that." Hope is a big deal. Um, in, in the middle of that situation, that hope that you're talking about, it gives people, uh, who are in their darkest point of their lives, who are in the hardest point of their lives, just, just a little bit of sunlight, just a glimmer of man, maybe there's life on the other side of this. Yes. And, and so, and so basically your goal, your mission is to bring that light into their dark world. Yes, absolutely. So, with Don't Struggle in Silence, um, with that, I put, I created a five process, a five um, step process. Now it's called Speak. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and Don't Struggle in Silence. The opposite of that would be talking about it, speak about it, yeah. talk, you know, get it out. Right. So, with my five step process, one of the the letters stand for. Um, 
continue to honor your baby, right? Yes, yes. And so when I, what really began to help me through this whole journey was to be able to celebrate and honor the twins. Yes. And that is what has helped me tremendously along this journey as I'm, you know, bringing hope and healing, right? Yes. So with that, honoring my baby, I was have, have been able to give back to the hospital organizations um, to honor them, so you know, good. and that's allowing others to see that, it's, you know, to find a little bit of hope, honoring your child, honoring the baby that you lost, finding something that really, you know, helps you move forward of giving yourself more hope and then others give others hope as well. You know, this is beautiful advice to somebody right now who may be listening, um, who may be <clears throat> starting to. Now, now there's a moment uh, I understand in the hurt and the pain where you don't even want to get up and 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 go get groceries. Of course, yeah. of, of 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 course, we're not telling you you need to get up and go tell your story and go do all of these things. No, you you need to grieve and you need to. Uh, 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 you need to spend time with God and, and you need to be uh, find some sort of healing. But this is yeah. such beautiful advice for people who struggle is is to talk about it and yeah. and tell people the pain because it's so easy for me to go to a memorial service for you uh-huh. and and go about my life and fall into the rut of everything I have to do and not know. It's not necessarily that I don't love you. It's not necessarily that that I'm so sick and, and tired of hearing about it. It's that I don't know you're in that darkness that you may yes. be in. Yes, yes. And to, to piggyback off of that, again, like for my, for my speak, my five-step process, the beginning of that, of course, is S, right? Mm-hmm. So with that, the S stands for start journaling and releasing. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying releasing, go shout it out to the world, but writing, you know, how you feel. Or if you have a close family member that you trust to, 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 to speak about it or talk about it. And then also what helped me as well was counseling. So I'm not saying go shout it out. You know, you everybody not ready for that. And some people might never ever get to that point. Yes. But just writing, talking about it, like, just talking to us a little bit about it like it helps you that much more and 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 now like i told you earlier i have been going back through old journals and yes. i see like what i wrote and what i really you know went through because now i'm not in that that that, that state anymore i'm not yes. in that heartache phase or stage or that grief like i was so to look back and see what <laughs> i went through it's like Man. oh my god like this the whole process that i have created is exactly what has helped me move forward, and that's speaking about it, praying, meditating, you know, visualization. All those different things has really helped me be where I am today. Can you can you explain visual, visualization to us a little bit? Can you explain what you mean by that? Yes, it's kind of it's part of meditation. Um, it's part. It can be part of meditation, but simply. Being in a quiet place and mm-hmm. closing your eyes, right? Yes. And visual, visualizing what it is that you want. And for me, that was always me holding a healthy baby. Not yes. just the baby. It was always me holding a you know, holding a healthy baby. So I will often close my eyes, mainly at night when I'm about to go to bed. I will visualize myself 
holding this baby. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that, I would be, I literally would put myself in a space. I would put myself with those feelings and feel what it would feel like to hold a healthy baby. Wow. And I would do that. I did it. I did. I'd probably say every night because that's what I wanted. That's what I desired. And long and behold, that vision came true when <laughs> I held my first son, William. Wow. Um, September 28th of 2011. Praise and God. So, yeah, so that's that's what I mean by visualization. And you don't got to do it for a long time, maybe, you know, three to five minutes or just shortly. But begin to give your mind something to look forward to and to already see, you know, see what it is you desire. That's so huge. And, and you know, for me, I find visualization a powerful, powerful tool just in general. Um, yes. For This could be for, for work-related stuff. This could be, like yes. you said, um, for your struggle, your hardship. Uh, this could be for, for your dreams and, and passions and goals in life. And, and yes. um, I, I really think this is a, a powerful tool. So I'm so stoked that you brought that up. And so um, what are you wanting to see? Um, when, when somebody sits down and they grab the book, I can breathe again, or don't struggle in silence. Um, and, and they open it up and they're in that place of, um, let me just try this or, or let me, let me just see what she has to say, or let me just see what's going on here. What do you hope that they finish that last page and they close that book for the final time and set it aside, what do you want that person to walk away with? So, in the back of the book, I leave some blank pages, lined pages, okay? Mm-hmm. And um, that's, again, space for journaling or some notes that you found throughout the book that you feel that would be helpful. But better yet, if you could write just a small letter to the baby that you lost wow. release some of those feelings those those dreams that you had just begin to release that because really you know when we become pregnant and we're creating a family we begin to have dreams right we begin yes. to have hopes and dreams so because your baby may no longer be with you writing a little note to them and just telling them you know what you feel that you miss them whatever it is that you want to write I would love for them to write a little letter and then close the book, put it up for a keepsake later. Um, but when they do that, I want them to have hope, mm. hope that I can move forward, that I can heal and that nothing is impossible for me. Yes. And that's what I want them to leave with. That's, that's beautiful. That is a, just a beautiful testament testimony. I, I want to thank you so much, Ashley, for your, uh, willingness and your obedience to this task. Absolutely. Thank and, you, Dustin. And now a question. If people if people want to find out more about I Can Breathe Again, uh, don't struggle in silence. If people want to find out more about Ashley Pittman as a whole and, and, and how they can get connected or move forward, where, where should they go? They should go straight to my website. Okay. www.com. Ashleykpittman.com. And that Pittman is two T's. So Ashley, Ashleykpittman.com. Well, Ashley, do you have any, any final words for our listeners? I do. And this is what I I do. um, What I'm going to say is allow yourself 
or I'm sorry, give yourself permission to heal. Wow. And I say that because I didn't realize how much I held on to my grief to feel attached to my babies. Mm. And once I got to the place to let go of that grief, not their memory, but the grief piece of it, I had to give myself permission to heal. And that's when everything truly began to change for me. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, there you have it once again, Miss Ashley. I just, I just want to thank you for your obedience and willingness to be on SCAR. And I look forward to hearing the testimonies and the lives uh, changed and, and just your mission in the future. Yes, thank you, Dustin. Thank you so much. So, Ashley, if you will hold on just for a second. As for our listeners, we will see you in the next couple of days.